1: Welcome to the latest edition of The Blend. My name is Steve Benz, broadcasting live from Chicago. We've got a return guest, and when they come back, we have to put them on. He is now more famous than he has ever, ever been, or maybe not, maybe not. He is on The Voice with Team Adam. Let's welcome back Keith Semple to the show. Keith, how you doing, my friend? Greetings. Good to see you, Steve. How's it going? It is always going really, really well. You must be so freaking excited. You were just on. You did the blind auditions. Tell me what happened and how you felt.
0: Uh, it's been a roller coaster, that's for sure. Um, I uh, don't even know how to describe the feeling of standing up there with the audience facing the opposite direction. That's um, that's never a good thing in any scenario. <laughs> 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 uh, I, all I could all I could think of was the Blues Brother, but you know the Blues brothers behind the cage. oh yeah, 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 throwing at them and the lettuces and stuff. I'm like, well, at least it didn't get that bad, so uh you know, there was a positive in there somewhere
1: Now you have performed all over the place you you came over everyone knows your story now. you've been here nine or ten years now is, is that about right?
0: um yeah, nine, nine years this month.
1: Well, congratulations. You still have your accent. And if I, I, you know, I have one bone to pick with you. And I mean this with love, my friend. I do. Because you are you are a favorite here on The Blend. If I hear one more woman say how cute you are, how cute your accent is, you may never return to this show.
0: All right, bye. <laughs> <laughs> you know that's just not going to happen. I'm sorry. Uh, but, you know... You, you, I, I think if you stick to that rule I probably won't see you again and that wouldn't be good
1: well with with the fans I have around the world they like my accent I didn't know that I had an accent but I guess I do <laughs>
0: yeah right. it's, when you're the only person in the in the room with the accent you're like wait a minute you guys are still the ones with the accent I'm I'm uh you know what I mean it's kind That's of right
1: like- and, and when you go back I'm sure you've you've gone back to Ireland correct is mm-hmm. it Ireland yeah. Alright, so then your accent gets very, very heavy, kind of like when I'm hanging out with my boys from downtown.
0: Yeah, it does. I mean, it's weird because my, my accent, even for my country, was always a little different sounding because my dad traveled for his work a lot, so I didn't say things quite as broad as other mm-hmm. people did, and then the only problem with that is now that I come home, people think it changed because I was in America rather than it than just the <laughs> fact I never sounded like that anyway. So it's like, they're like, oh, you're changing and you're saying this. And I'm like, actually, no, I don't think I've actually changed. The only only difference is now I use words like awesome, you know, and like chilling out and things like that that I never used before. Well, you
1: have to. Well, what would you say back in Ireland that that equals an awesome or a chilling Uh, out? I'd say good crack. Good. You know what? I'm going to start using that from now on.
0: Yeah, just make sure you spell it right.
1: <laughs> well, because you know I'm not going to say it right, so good crack. I'm going to have to start well, using that. It's
0: one, of, it's one of those things in America, if you use that sentence in the wrong sentence, if you use those words in the <laughs> wrong sentence, you're going to be in trouble, so you've got to be careful <laughs> where, where you are. You
1: know, I'm using it everywhere. everywhere <laughs> yeah. you know, everyone I talk to, they're going to be like, what is wrong with you? And I'm going to say, but this guy, he told me he's so cute and cuddly. Let me show you his picture, and then people will be happy with me. So.
0: I don't know about the cuddly part. Most people don't like hugging bones. So, uh.
1: <laughs> now, let me get back to that other bone, the second part of my bone. Now, we're gonna talk about standing on stage in front of, um, probably, I think, one of the best shows out there. I didn't, I wasn't an early fan of The Voice, but now that I've seen a couple of seasons, it it really is the best show out there for anyone that can sing or perform. It really is.
0: I agree. I've, I mean, obviously, I, I started out on a show. A similar show back in 2002 back home mm-hmm. in the UK and it was brilliant I mean I, I, it's always going to be good memories but the level and the skill at which this show is done in America on The Voice is absolutely phenomenal and obviously you know being back behind the scenes now I've seen how it's all done and I mean they really do do a good job and the thing is they're out to actually showcase talent and I mm-hmm. think that's the key thing they're not obviously they want ratings and they want their you know like every TV show does but they're doing it the right way and that's why I I'm such a big fan of it, especially after now being part of the system and seeing how it works internally. I'm actually even a bigger fan now. And I know it sounds cliched and everything, and, and I'm sure they think people will think I'm supposed to say this or something. But the truth is, is that like the people on the staff, the people that are actually working and in, and in charge and doing all the telling you where to be and when to be, they are all genuinely nice and they actually genuinely want you to do well and they you know they'll they'll go to bat for you as we say. And um, that is like I think the biggest surprise mm-hmm. about the whole thing for me and obviously a pleasant surprise.
1: And that's the complete opposite of some of those other vocal shows. Or at least we would hope. See, I would like to host a show where you just like physically get to beat the crap out of somebody else who performed better than you. I, I think that would be <laughs> fair.
0: I don't think that I would. I would be able to for most of the part, people I I battle and stuff against. So I think
1: I'm. I've got no hope. I think you'd be all right. I I see you as being some like this little sneaky, you know, boxer type. You know, no one would know. Yeah, they,
0: they were gonna cast me in the in the role for Snatch when it came out, but they decided that <laughs> uh, it was be better. So, you know, he 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 actually he probably does a better Irish accent than me too.
1: <laughs> oh, that is priceless. That is so. Tell me about how you ended up on the show. Was that a long audition process?
0: Uh, yes, actually. I mean, obviously, they they don't want you to give too many spoilers away of the sort of ins and outs. But at the end of the day, let's just say that when you see those people in the blind audition, you're seeing people that have gone through a serious struggle already. Got it. Just to reach that part, and, and so anybody you see up there is not only going to be reasonably good, but they're going to be extremely, uh, deserving of it too, mm-hmm. because they've, they've been through a bunch of, you know, different cuts and, and people looking at them with a fine tooth comb. And, um, I think that, you know, uh, I, I, at some point I got to know every one of the, you know, 95 others or whatever that got to that point, And I, I see that they've all deserved it and they mm-hmm. all deserve to go forward. But of course it's, The way it is, they turn or they don't, or you win the next round or you don't. And it's just you got to just go in with it 100% and hope that you're going to be the guy that you know that goes to the next stage each time.
1: So, what was more nerve wracking walking on the stage or singing and waiting for them to turn around? To be
0: honest, I'm always fine when I get up on stage, uh, to a certain degree, like, I still have a few nerves. But, you know, see, this is the opposite. If you imagine what my life has been like so far, and and obviously, Steve, you know a lot about me already, is that Mm -hmm. my life has been 200 shows a year, um, two-hour shows at a time, um, and I have no more than four days max between any show, basically. This was prepare for a month to do a 90-second song. I mean, the absolute opposite. And the amount of, like, psychological, like, craziness that went on in my head to prepare prepare me for that. I'm like, well, here, I know this song. I could get up and do this song anywhere, anytime, in any other scenario and be completely fine at any time. You know, like, people could go to me at an acoustic show. Hey, Keith, play a Bon Jovi song. Play I'll Be There For You. And I'd be like, sure, no problem. Mm-hmm. And it wouldn't faze me at all. But then I'm thinking, like, this is, like, a 90-second thing and I've got to be the best I can be in 90 seconds, which is a very weird scenario. And then also they cut it to make it look like it lasts a very short time. You know, you walk up and you start singing, but that walk from when they open the door to when you actually start singing is much longer than it looks, and the, and the entire room is dead silent, and there's just a big crowd. Not that the crowds bother me. Of course, I, I actually thrive off that, but there's just complete silence. You could hear a pin drop, and then they flash a little light to say, okay, we're all set. Our cameras are good. You know, our, our lighting's good. Let's go. That feels like... A freaking eternity. I can't even describe it. And by then, I was actually nervous to actually start playing. And as you know from here in the audition, I start the whole song off a cappella. There's right. no backing or nothing. Yeah. And then I, so I have to actually remember the key I'm in without just by memory of being in key. And not a lot of people can do that where they just start a song in the right key. And so I'm like, uh oh, that's right. It's been about five minutes since I checked what key the song's in. This should be interesting. <laughs> so, um, but it, obviously it all worked out, and I, 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 you know, I will say I didn't do the song as well as I could. Um, not knocking my 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 audition by any means, but I would say, knowing me and knowing what I can do, I was probably at about eighty-five percent of being, you know, as good as it could have been. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that I, um, as you'll have to tune in
1: to watch. Sure. Obviously,
0: I think I redeemed myself vocally in this next. Part that you're going to watch coming up. So that made me feel very, very good.
1: Now, with the auditions, did you watch with family and friends or were you on the road?
0: <clears throat> Actually, I was watching with family and friends. I was just going to sit in the house and do, because it's a Monday and Tuesday, which is basically my weekend. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Mondays and Tuesdays are, are a musician's weekend. So um, I just was going to sit in my own house and watch it with the family. But then they had a, I had a call from friends that they were going to go around to my friend's new apartment and watch it. So there's about, you know, 20 people or so all there. And it just made it so much better. I'm glad I did because I would actually have been a nervous wreck just watching it. And and there was a part before Adam turned that I was like, is he going to turn? I'm like, of course he's going to bloody turn. You were there, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I actually thought to myself, is, is Adam going to turn right now? And the in a in a in a complete reversal from that though what made me feel better was if you look at the at the the blind audition again he goes to press his button right at the very start yep and then he drums his fingers right by the button until like the whole next chorus and i'm sitting there going oh my goodness so that whole time you were actually about to press your button anyway but it in my perspective, standing there singing it, it took a lifetime for somebody to press their button. So,
1: I think Adam is the perfect fit for you, for all that. But uh, you know, if Team Gwen, you know, if if you know Gwen Stefani would pick me, if I was at Bronze, because I have no talent whatsoever, <laughs> but I could go up there with my all kazoo band of some sort. So maybe the four would turn around for me, but. If, if Gwen Stefani wants to call me and talk to me, you know, while you're talking to Adam, I'm open to that. I'm just throwing that out there for you, my friend.
0: (laughs) Well, you know, what's weird about the four chair turns actually, and you know, about the number of chairs that turn, they drive this home into your skull before you actually do the blind audition. They're like, do not be intimidated by a chair turn or a four chair turn or a one or a two or a three, because every year it's, it's, almost irrelevant as the show goes on in the sense that, you know, uh, the, the, the next round people that had four chair turns get beaten by people who had one chair turns and so on. And Mm -hmm. it's completely random by the time it gets through because you're being picked on your merit. So I, I just tried to remember that going through. And obviously I know who's through and who's not already. I can't spoil anything. We're not going to spoil any of that. So all I can say is, is that that rule still applies on this season. A lot of people are still in that had one chair turn and people are out that had four chair turns. You know, I mean, that's just the way, that's the way this show works. It's about how good can you be in that moment when you're
1: on the stage. Now, did you get a t-shirt from Adam, like Gwen is giving away t-shirts?
0: <laughs> I did not, but uh, what? I, the? Have to say, I have to say I wasn't really in it for the t-shirt, so <laughs> I guess I'm Okay. <laughs> Plus, they never have one that fits me anyway. They have to get me one from like the large boys section or something. <laughs> <coughs> yeah.
1: You're killing me. You you know what? Is that why you have such high hair is because you think you're a little guy?
0: <laughs> I've got little guy complex, yeah. So it's either I've got to wear a hat like I'm wearing today or I've got to have my hair up spiked to give me give me an extra little bit of height, you know?
1: <laughs> I, you know, now, on your team is Victor, a guy, Victor, who I thought was a, did a really good um, blind audition too. So, you are the hair guys. He's got really high hair. You have really high hair. Now, I'd just like to tell you, Keith, I had high hair before both of you, years and years before everybody. Uh, I, uh, I don't doubt it. <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, you guys fit in skinny jeans. I had straight leg jeans. I'm just telling you, I, I started the craze, or at least I'm going to take credit for it.
0: I um yeah I just they just need to devise a kind of like a shoehorn thing for me. Um, <laughs> if they could devise one of those, you just kind of scoop yourself into them, you know. I don't know if you ever watched the cartoon Wallace and Gromit. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, in the morning, you know, he had that thing where he w- it would basically clothe them, and he would fall down into his pants, and they'd come up and stuff like that. That's like genius. I need that every time I put on the skinny jeans or. Something to hold, like an oxygen mask to hold my breath while I get the things on.
1: You know what? All women around the world used to, I don't know what movie it was, or there were bits like that all the time where the girls would be laying down on their floor trying to get into their tight jeans. So
0: (laughs) Yeah. Um, Actually, you know what? If you want to hear some gossip about Victor, feel free, man. I'm his roommate, so I know all about
1: Victor. You know, so if you want to drop something, by all means, you know, that's what the blend is all about. Here, we're talking to Keith Semple. He is on The Voice. Check it out. He's on Team Adam. And uh, throw me, just throw me a little gossip about Victor. Go ahead. Throw it at me.
0: Well, I will start by saying that, and this is not, again, sounds cliched, but me and Victor have become basically like brothers at that's this cool. point. Um, we've spent a lot of time together in the same room. We've talked to each other about life in its various forms. So... I don't have a single bad thing to say, but I do have funny stories. Um, the fact that I thought I was a, a metrosexual until I met until I met Victor, <laughs> and now I know that I'm actually just an ordinary dude who would quite happily never, like, ever put clothes on unless he really had to. <laughs> Victor is like, like, just perfection in every way he's like well i get up in the morning i'll have a shower because you know i'm let's face it i'm gonna have to go outside and if somebody sees me i'm gonna have to have my hair done and i'm gonna have to have the best quality skin that i can have and you know and it's just he's just perfect all the time and and um it you know oh you know it's it's quite funny i i was messing about on on twitter with my with my friends manny and james from the show and Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. uh we were just talking about um Like basically making fun of Victor for being so perfect, and um, Manny posted a picture of him with um, like fangs and yellow eyes, like as if he's you know because he's from Hungary, so he's kind of close to Transylvania. (laughs) And um, and I've always joked saying he's like you know he's basically like he could be cast as the role, and he would look up, he would just you wouldn't blink. But it took me like a minute. He 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 posted the picture, and then he he said um, some joke or whatever, and I only looked back at it a minute later and went oh, you actually edited his picture. I just assumed that's how he always looks. So I I joke and I said, yeah, it's really off-putting when you're trying to sleep and there's a guy hanging from the ceiling in the corner staring at you with yellow eyes. <laughs> that should have been my warning when I saw him every night getting into his little cocoon in the top right corner of the room, you know?
1: Oh, my God, his oxygen tank and all that. Oh, my God, that is too funny. Now, can you imagine you and Victor actually doing a song later on, like – uh singing a song together? Not on the show I'm talking about. I'm saying the show uh, is over and then maybe you guys record something.
0: You know what? I am actually working right now. And um, behind the Skype screen is the screen with my, with my, uh, my logic setup up on it. Right. And I'm working on a song right now, um, called We'll Call It Love that me and Victor wrote. Cool. So we actually wrote about five songs together. Um, two of them were kind of generic in the sense of like either me or Victor could sing it depending on the, on the style. Um, but three of them were solely designed for Victor to sing. You know, they're very soul R and B kind of, I don't know if you, if you know the guy, um, Craig David, but very Craig Davidish. Um, he's a British artist. That's, uh, just one of the best singers out there, you know? Um, so it's show uh, we're writing stuff to showcase Victor's vocal. Cause he's just, you know he's he's absolutely phenomenal technically. His vocals amazing, and I don't have enough good stuff to say about his talent.
1: See, that's the best thing about those shows is that you find someone else from somewhere else that you could work with later on, and then you become lifelong friends.
0: Agreed. I mean, that's actually happened on a on a to, with me on a to a, with a few people on the show. I mean, I actually um, I think you'll see. The final blind auditions, you're going to see a guy called Dustin. uh, You'll actually see two Dustins. You'll see Dustin Christensen and Dustin Monk, who are both good friends of mine. I've written a song with Dustin Monk called Runaway Bride, which is absolutely, to me, one of the best songs I've ever written because it was at least a half-and-half thing with Dustin. And Dustin came up with a lot of just amazing parts that I would never have even thought of. And I love that factor of working with people that you that just bring ideas to the table that you're just like, how did you come up with that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's like a jealousy thing, but it's a positive jealousy. You're like, oh my goodness, I'm so in awe of how you came up with that idea at that point and I couldn't have ever thought of that. Um, the same with Dustin Christensen. I haven't written with Dustin, but I'm, I'm determined to write with Dustin um, because I've heard his stuff and it's on my playlist at the moment um, in my phone and I just... Love the way that guy writes. Um, You know, I'll give you an example. You know, the real gritty, emotional stuff that Springsteen uh, wrote, (laughs) like um, Streets of Philadelphia, um, I'm on Fire, those Mm -hmm. songs where he just went right down to, it's all about the vocal and the melody and just that feeling. Dustin writes like that. Hmm. And every song just basically just hits you. And, um, I, I'm really looking forward to writing with him. So there's a big list of people that I'm like hoping we get together when it's all said and done and start making some magic, you know?
1: Hey, you're already making magic. From everyone I've spoken to that have seen you live, you bring it and you bring it every night.
0: Oh, I I appreciate them saying that. I mean, that's actually my motto, is that you don't know who's gonna be in the crowd tonight. And I don't want anybody going away whether it's their hundred and well, whether it's their thousandth time, because I know some people have seen me almost a thousand times at this mm-hmm. point, whether it's a thousand times or the first time, I want them all to go away going, you know, I really enjoyed that guy and and I enjoyed his performance, I enjoyed his music. Um, you can't please everyone, of course. There's going to be people that think my voice isn't great on this show, and that's totally fine. Um, you know, I'll be the first to be a self-critic and say I could have sang my blind audition better, but... At the same time, you know, it's it, that's what makes music amazing is that it's subjective. And so, you know, what I like is maybe not what you like, but when you find common ground, it can be a wonderful thing, you know?
1: Hey, a great example is Mick Jagger. I will never believe that Mick Jagger ever had a great voice, but a great writer, and they've been around 50 years.
0: A, agreed in every shape and form. I mean, if and same with Keith Richards. I mean, if if, if you're just going to tune your guitar so it plays a chord for you, I mean, feel free, but he's written some of the best riffs that ever existed on earth. I mean, Brown Sugar, for goodness' sake! Like every time we kick into that in our Stones medley, we're just like, "Oh, listen to that!" You know, it's like it, I just have so much respect for those guys. Like I, I, and yet they they were able to just write hit after hit after hit after hit. And okay, I'll give you an example. If you'd have, if you'd have brought the song Angie mm-hmm. into a studio. You would probably have called somebody like Michael Bolton or somebody yeah. to sing it. You'd have been like, "Let's get somebody who actually sings like, like, like a diva or whatever the male <laughs> version of that is." Uh, you, the last we call it a steva now. Of, it's a steva. You know, let's call Mick Jagger to sing that, you know. And of course, but you wouldn't imagine anyone else singing that song when you hear that song. You get hey. what I'm saying? It just it's like a part of our lives you know yeah,
1: I was not a huge uh stones fan until I heard sympathy for the devil and I went what the where did that come from so
0: yeah lyrically uh, lyrically uh arrangement wise the whole thing is just a masterpiece it's like ah uh, god I, I yeah you're you're getting me into nerd status now stop it you' okay. you st- <laughs> if you get me into how songs are written and, and how much I love the process we'll we'll be here for another four days
1: And we could have you come back. And one of these days, we're going to show up live at one of your shows. We'll do one of the shows right there, have uh, the entire band on. We'll talk to some of the crowd, too. How about that?
0: Oh, my goodness. Let's do that. That, Now, I'm going to
1: play a couple of your new songs here. I know that uh, you got to get back to your auditions, and you got to get back to being on the stage tonight. Uh, We're going to play Hand on My Heart and Makes My World Shine. Any comments before we play those?
0: Um, Well, I hope everybody likes them because they're two of my favorite songs I've ever written. Um, Certainly, they're fan favorites, too. Um, So, yeah, I mean, they're just good melodic songs that I hope everybody can take something away once they've heard it. So,
1: enjoy. Everybody follow Keith. Keith Simple on Twitter, Facebook. Vote for him on Team Adam. Keith, always a pleasure to have you on. We will talk to you next time. Thanks, Steve. Cheers.